0: Hey, we're back. What's up, everybody? It's episode 162 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and it's my favorite coffee. Full disclosure, I'm out of Couchtown, and I'm drinking other coffee, and it's not good. So I've got to make an order for Couchtown, and I'm going to. I'm going to go to www.couchtowncoffee.com. I'm going to find a coffee I like. I'm going to tell them how I want it roasted. I'm going to make an order, and when I do, I'm also using my own code word. I'm going to save 20%, telling them that Audible Farm sent me there. Why do they do that? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. You've got to check it out. So go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode, I'm sitting down with Don Fisher. I originally um, knew of Don as DJ Fisher, and that's just like I, what I figured his name was was DJ. And then um, I like when I got in contact with him, I'm like, Don Fisher, I, I thought you went by DJ. and he says, yeah, I did. But we got into like that in the like right in the very beginning of the podcast, and it was kind of like an interesting. I didn't know that was going to be a discussion we were going to have. So it's kind of fun to, to hear why there was a name change, um, even though both of them are technically his name. So he's going by Don now or DJ. Uh, he's a fun guy. I I didn't know him before the podcast. I'd only talked to him once ever at a jam night. And, uh, I'm not even sure I'd seen him live, um, since he even joined the day drinkers. So, um, I know that he's played around the Fort Dodge area quite a bit. I see him popping up at shows and a lot of times when he's playing at shows, I'm also playing a show. So I can't go, unfortunately but that's kind of just the way it works. But uh, I ran into him at a jam night. He was at a jam night. He was playing some guitar. We traded some leads here and there. It was pretty fun. So uh, I said, hey, you got to get on the podcast. And he agreed and whammo, here it is. So uh, this is episode 162 with Don Fisher. Let's see here. He plays with the Day Drinkers. He's a solo artist and he's been with other bands too. We get into all that in the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Episode 162 with Don Fisher. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter
1: Stockdale.
0: All right, today I'm sitting down with DJ or Don Fisher. Um Would, take your pick. Take your pick. Uh, I think I originally knew you as DJ. Like, is that how, like, you went for a while, or was that, yeah. like, a thing with, I mean, I asked you earlier, and you said it was something to do with bookings, so, like, how did, all, how did the, like, the weird name change come about? Because it's, like, I'm sure you go
1: by both either way. Yeah. Well, my, my mom named me Donald, um, and my dad did, actually. His dad was Donald, and he was a farmer.
0: Cool. <laughs> I mean,
1: and, you know, it was just a name that, I don't know, never seemed like it fit me. Uh, I've been DJ my whole life and just kind of went ahead and went with that for a long time and all of a sudden I'm starting to book things and people are like, oh, we thought there was like going to be a DJ here. Oh, I so get that, you now. check out, yeah. So yeah, so. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, so
0: DJ Fish, is going to have the headphones hanging off of one ear going wicked 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 chicka chicka. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I then get
1: everybody's it. sad and disappointed or maybe surprised and happy. I don't really that's, know. That's one. weird. I, I would have never thought of that. Like, yeah, I guess. I guess when you start doing like stuff around Ankeny area or oh, bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger places. College, than, like... college markets. Makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause you think to yourself,
0: like, I mean, I, I mean, you, I'm not in that market and you're not either. I'm assuming. So it's kind of like not, DJ, I'm like not. what, but I would have never thought of that. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Makes sense. I mean, I've, I've heard people say that where like you go online and a lot of people have the solo artist name or it's like, um, so if it was me, it'd be like Peter Stockdale music, right. you know? So like some people think like. That almost sounds like you're gonna show up with like a just a DJ set, like a laptop and some speakers, and like play music for people. Like you know, it's like I get where that kind of comes in, but you know, it's kind of weird the whole titling yourself online. Because like, how do you do it? Like d- right. DJ slash Don Fisher, solo <laughs> musician plus band. Like how, how long do you <laughs> want to get the name? or like
1: it's yeah, that's the thing. And just being overly uh, like just painfully humble person. Like I don't even have my own music page.
0: Yeah. So. That was something else I asked <laughs> you. Like I looked it up online. I'm like, I found the day drinkers stuff online, but I can't find anything for you. Do you have one? And you're just like, no, not yet. I probably should. And it's, mm-hmm. it's probably time. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you've been playing
1: a lot of gigs. I've seen you around the area. Yeah, gotten pretty busy in the last uh, few months, so... Yeah, just just, taking a little downtime right now actually is that by design or
0: is that like uh, a thing where it's just the music bookings have now just started coming in because people are noticing or
1: right and uh, you know i'll go one place and play and somebody goes oh i'll go check this place out and i'll go put my put my name in there and get a call and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah fort dodge is just where it's at though Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's the fun thing. I've been cutting here for like five years now, and it's just always the best place to play. Yeah, there's enough places
0: and enough nights of music and enough people that enjoy it that it seems like it's just like the perfect medley of everything that needs to happen in a music scene. And some of that, like, Mm -hmm. is the planning on the businesses part, and some of that is, like, I know that, like, uh, the four Dodge fine arts association kind of like tried to coordinate some of that other stuff with within like different parts of the music scene to try to make sure they didn't overlap nights and compete with each other, like on that sense. And it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense, you know, and it seems to have worked out really well. And I don't know if other towns, I'm sure other towns have it the same way. I'm sure you could go to Cedar Rapids, get a booking at a different place, you know, and just not even leave town if you didn't need to. But like, I don't know. There's a lot of people that come in from outside of Fort Dodge, and you're not, like, too far outside of Fort Dodge. I mean, Iowa Falls-ish. Far enough that I just kind of feel like the adopted stepchild. (laughs) That's funny. Because, I mean, like, I'm north of Fort Dodge, so it's like, it doesn't feel like I'm from Fort Dodge either, but I, like, spend enough time down there, so I kind of know the musicians around the area. Plus, like, Humboldt doesn't have much, you know, music scene. Here, I mean, there is like a little bit, but there's not like places to play and things going on all the time. Cause... What is
1: there? There's a couple, there's a couple bars, right? There's... Yeah. The, the poor
0: house, which closed. The poor house. They did close. Yep. And then the prowler, which closed. The prowler. Yep.
1: I think I played at the prowler once. That was, Yep. it's an experience.
0: Yeah. I played at the prowler <laughs> once too. And it's, that's a, that was a fun one too. And I don't, I'm not going to like cast poorly on it, cause, but it's closed now. And it was, there was definitely people there that were enjoying and wanted to see us play there. And there were definitely people there that like didn't want anything to do with music being there. So it's kind of like That sounds
1: about. Yeah.
0: It's but it's just like some of that's just the clientele small town bar and it's like well if they only have music once a month like you're just ruining somebody's saturday at that point in time <laughs> you know like you know they're not known for having music there. Yeah. And I mean there's enough places in Fort Dodge that are known for that, you know. Um both of the breweries, uh sneakers, you know, um Bootleggers has music and I mean those are just like the I would say the big 4 maybe in town there's probably more than I'm just like casting aside like the fireside has has music sometimes and that's uh, usually
1: the place I stop in after I play.
0: Yeah, you know, what's it, it's kind of nice. What's the man, I can't remember the one it's changed names so many times. Uh Four Seasons maybe I think is what it's called or what is it called? I it it Kings. Kings. <laughs> yeah. Uh is yeah. it still Four Seasons? I I don't know. I think it is four seasons now, right? Yeah, I think think so. But yeah, I I mean, there's been in there since it was Kings.
1: I went to play uh, back when I was playing with Tank. Went to play at Kings, and we started off kind of playing our country stuff that we were doing at the time, and it just wasn't you know hitting. It Mm -hmm. wasn't. (laughs) And he ended up doing like a whole R and B show solo. I was like, "You got this. You go ahead and take care of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to kick back and." that's kind of how that went at Kings that night.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough one too cuz sometimes that's that's one where like depending on the clientele there's different people in there, like on different nights or like different every Saturday is a different different ordeal, you know. Sometimes they want to hear music and sometimes they don't. Like um, and nothing against it, but I remember going there and running sound for a show once and the beatbox or the the jukebox was still on like in the back part of the room <laughs> and it's just I like was like, "Can you turn the jukebox off?" and they're just like, "Oh, it's off." And I'm like, Okay, Uh, like, yeah, I'm just, and I don't know, maybe they thought it was off, like, I always just, like, give people the benefit of the doubt, it's like, eh, like, I tried, like, we'll just, I mean, it doesn't matter that much, I guess. I'll just,
1: yeah, okay. (laughs) It's not like it
0: was wrecking anything, you know, but in the back, it was definitely, like, if you went to the back of the room, it was like, it sounds like there's two bands playing right now, it's like, oh, there's music on the speakers coming out, so.
1: It's always, it's always weird when you get into a situation like that, where you just got to kind of find one or two people that are enjoying what you're doing, and just play to them. Yeah. yeah, that's, and that's all you can really do.
0: Yeah, and it's <laughs> almost fun though to like, you play a song, you're like, I feel like I crushed that, and you look around like nobody liked it. All right, let's try something different. You know, and you, right. you're just like throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks until you figure out the ones that people are just like, All right, this is what we we're into. And you're like, All right, I'm play stuff. In that look at this
1: playlist again. Let's try that. That yep. I was gonna play at the end. Let's do it now. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Just see if you
0: can get people with one or two. Like, right. you know, And that's like, I just think that's enjoyable about watching singer songwriters. Like go out and do that stuff because it's like you can you have the ability to like everyone learns different songs and I mean I'm no different but like you guys are out there singing them and stuff so like you have to like sit there and be like oh you didn't like this country tune like let's see what you think about like Jack and Diane maybe you know so you like throw something <laughs> yeah. else out there and it's like maybe Something's maybe to like, connect at some point Jimi Hendrix like what are we looking for here you know so you just right. start like chucking different stuff in there from different genres and eras and stuff so. Yeah, you're talking about playing with Tank. Um, I know that you play with the Day Drinkers, and that's kind of how I, I figured out you know who you were because I haven't been in the music scene in the Fort Dodge area for like terribly long, um, maybe like five years tops. But like, uh, I remember like seeing that you would be playing solo shows. And I'm like, oh, this guy's playing with the Day Drinkers now. That's cool. And then I found out that you played with Tank beforehand. So like let's go back all the way to the beginning. Let's find out like how it all started. Were you like growing up around music? Was there always a guitar there? Or was yeah. it something that like as a teenager you were like I'm gonna try and pick this up? Or yeah,
1: I think it started um, guitar wise when I was a teenager. Uh, my grandma was always musically gifted, and she That's was cool. an organ organ player for the church forever and ever and ever and ever. Just super awesome. She played in a or she sang in a trio with her sisters and awesome, fantastic lady, and. Uh, I guess I didn't really do a whole lot musically until probably I was probably 14 Mm -hmm. and my friend had this old Gretsch guitar and he was like an upperclassman and we were like just these, we were the young cool freshmen that got to hang out with the upperclassmen, and he had this Gretsch just old awesome guitar and like I just picked it up and I was like, this is what I want to (laughs) do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went out, and uh, my mom bought me my first guitar, and it was from a from a furniture store in Marshalltown. Hmm. They sold uh, Johnson Acoustics. Which are not terrible. You and know. I, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was all black, like Johnny Cash. And uh, I don't know, I got a chord book and just taught myself pretty much every chord I could possibly teach myself and just kind of kept working off that. And, um, you know, I... It was just something I did for yeah. a long time. I didn't do it really professionally until, well, I suppose, until taking Anthony Band, until we started that up.
0: Did you uh, play like anything in school at all? Like you, you no know, band, no nope. band at all.
1: Singing choir. That's
0: pretty wild. Well, I mean, that explains <laughs> the good singing, though. Then,
1: well, so. yeah, like <laughs> that's debatable. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> definitely subjective. I would yeah.
0: say so. Like, sure. I don't know. I can sing ish, but I. No, I can't sing as good as a lot of people so that's where I, I'm always just blown away by how people can sing because yeah. like you think your voice like everyone uses their voice every day, so everyone should be able to sing. Kind of like if you had a guitar in your hands and you were just blah, blah, blah all day long on the guitar. You, yeah, you should be
1: able to play guitar. Yeah, <laughs> But it doesn't work like that, even <laughs> remotely at all. No. I mean, the excuse no. for that would be like, you're not singing everything all day. It's like okay, A lot I'm of people guess. tell me they, they like what I'm doing, they like my voice, and I just, you know, I'm the type of person that just, if I don't have to listen to myself, like, I'm probably not going to listen to this back, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I hate my voicemail, I hate, yeah, everything. Oh, so, yeah. You know.
0: I could, yeah, I can see that for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, uh, it's something I eventually
0: got over like doing the podcast because I mean, even just sitting with the headphones on, like it's weird sometimes where you're like, that's what I sound like, you know? And I, <laughs> is, I,
1: that, is that what I really sound like? Yeah.
0: I mean, do you ever have, do you ever feel that way when you play guitar though, where you're just like, I feel like I'm shredding up here and then you go listen to it back and you're like, that's still killer, but I feel like I, in the moment I thought I was just like, just wailing, you know, yeah, or something there, like that. There's
1: days and, uh, or times uh, I, f- I feel like I'm feeling better about it. Mm-hmm. more and more every time I play. but
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird one because, like, I don't know. Like, when I play guitar, it's not like I'd think that that's not what's coming out of it, but, like, when I listen back to it, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a weird thing. It's almost like that's what it sounds like, but I also know that's what it sounds like because I'm there playing it in the moment, you know, but <laughs> yeah. to hear it yeah. full band recorded back later, it's kind of kind of weird because then
1: you start to figure out, like, I'd change this and then you just start to adapt or whatever. But... Right, try to... Not do that again, or do something different there next time. Um, I also try and take into account that anything I'm listening to is recorded on a cell phone. So. Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's very true as well.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. and
0: they're getting pretty good nowadays. I mean,
1: like. Yeah, yeah, I think my iPhone's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, even just like your basic iPhones these days are are mind-blowingly good as far as pictures and video quality and things like that. So. yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone that just doesn't have an iPhone is just like, boo. <laughs> yeah. Get well, with it, people. No, I'm well, just kidding.
1: Galaxy doesn't record me as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound better on an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
0: be like the weirdest thing to just start talking about at a show, like in the middle. Just like, I see you recording me with a, you know, Note 7.
1: I don't want to. Put it to... down. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Everybody put all your galaxies in this basket before I start this.
0: Show. <laughs> iPhones are okay though. <laughs> they have a lighting aperture that is is mwah, it's yeah. magnificent, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: it blurs the background. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so classic. Oh, man. So did you like uh after high school, like, let's just say you're like, you're playing all through high school and stuff like that. And then was it just like Tank Anthony band then? Or did you ever try to do like a solo show? Or were uh, you like playing yeah. acoustic around a campfire singing for people? or?
1: I did a little bit of solo stuff just um, at a small bar. I used to do uh, auto body restoration, like classic car restoration. Cool. And this is a tiny town in Witten. And there was a bar across the street called Greasy's. Mm -hmm. and it was, it was Greasy (laughs) but but we would, I would go in there and you know, they're like well why don't you come play, you know, come play a little bit we'll give you, will throw you a hundred bucks or whatever, you know and I'd go in there and play a two, three hour set once a month or so Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it started and then I took quite a bit of time off after Greasy shut down actually and then didn't really do it much for a long time just kind of played guitar for myself just to enjoy it and then met Mr. Tank Anthony at the bar in Iowa Falls at the 503. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for somebody to come play guitar. And uh, I ended up going over and playing for a bit. And we decided to maybe do something with it. And then we, we did it as a duo for well, probably a year and a half, two years. And then brought in um, Alex. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found Fernando after going through like a couple drummers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah it was it was some of the funnest times I've ever had in my whole life going to like Nashville with them and doing all kinds of fun things that
0: would be awesome oh
1: yeah it was a wild time Mm -hmm. I think we watched I literally watched like two or three people die during our shows like I don't understand how (laughs) somebody (laughs) actually died That's wild. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to
0: extrapolate on that at all, or <laughs> no? It's that, that um, mystery. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that a mystery. All right,
1: you got to go to one of his shows and ask him about that. That's yeah. I, uh, yeah go, 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 ask him about the time somebody died.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, do remember like hearing some of the stories about going to Nashville and just like how there's so many people there. It like is, it's
1: just it is. Doesn't matter like almost what time of the day. It's just yeah. It was, it was just fun to just kind of be there, as a group. And just have a good time. Um, would I go back to Nashville? I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Uh, not really. really I've n- and I've never been, and I've been a lot of a lot of places. I want to say like a,
0: you know everywhere, but I've been to a lot of like different places. But for some reason, I've never been to Nashville. It would be sweet just to
1: go check it out, just to see it. You it know? is. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of cool like high end guitar shops to check out. Let's, Ooh, yeah. just go geek out on. Yeah, I will, awesome I will be there without my wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart, yeah. But even then, I'll probably open my wallet, be like, this many? And they would be like, uh-uh. I I'm drove, like, I, okay. we drove down there. I loaded everything up and went to a music store and unloaded so much gear and bought a Strat and a Blues Junior. And that's kind of where the tube amp thing started for me, where I really started liking tube amps.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, gear talk subject we're not far enough in to, to detract right. Right. to our we'll listeners up. but like oh man i love me some tube amps i mean um yeah anyway so we'll just we'll sidetrack
1: that for for a little bit so yeah that could be a tangent
0: yeah um so you're playing with tank anthony band and then how did you join up with the day drinkers then eventually
1: uh well i just kind of COVID hit with uh all of its bullshit i guess yeah and uh uh, we had to kind of do smaller shows. He was doing a lot of solo stuff. I wasn't really getting super involved in it anymore, and I just kind of decided to take a step back from it for a while. And, you know, everybody's cool. Everybody's good. Mm-hmm. Love the, all those guys. Yep. Uh, but started doing some solo stuff. Um, and then I, I hit up Jordan one day, because I've known Jordan since coming and playing for about five years. Mm-hmm. And... uh i said hey we should get together you know just play some time have a good time he said yeah he goes well you're looking for a band i say yeah. he goes you want to be a day drinker it's <laughs> like oh maybe kind of sorta you know yeah. and, and we got to play it uh i think it was is it bootleggers i think it yep. was bootleggers sounds right yeah i just kind of came in and jumped in on their set and yeah the way we went
0: that's awesome man i mean I feel like that's kind of how it works out, too, is like, you, you know somebody, maybe you've played with them a couple times, or you've seen them at a show here or there, and you just kind of like, I know the same songs you kind of know, for the most part, let's just sit in and see how it goes. And it's like, that was good, let's just iron out the rough spots and go with it, you know? Right. like I yeah. feel some of that just comes down to, like, being prepared, and some of it comes down to dumb luck, or just, like, knowing the same songs or
1: whatever, but... Yeah, for sure, and um, I don't know. It's great. It was great to play with um, somebody that had some originals too. I really enjoyed playing Jordan songs. Yeah. So He's in the guy. day drinkers, do you guys like share the singing or? Uh, uh, it depends on the venue and the situation. Sometimes, yeah. uh, sometimes I'll come back in on the last set and do a couple. Uh, but we predominantly, I like to kind of let Jordan take the wheel on the singing. Oh, nice. And I just kind of get to do a lead thing, which is great. yeah yeah
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either so like you play
1: acoustic and you also play leads so what came first the acoustic or the electric the acoustic came first i guess that's what i taught myself chords and stuff on um when i was 14 and then of course you know you have to get electric yeah and it was just this cheap strat strat was my first guitar Yep. and that was fun that was cool then I had a. Did you get like the little kit where it's like, here's the hand <laughs> and the guitar, and it comes with the strap and three picks? You know, I I did not get the kit. I bought it at a pawn shop. Oh, nice. Was real cheap. Yep. Yeah. Marshalltown had a, they have like the biggest gun store of a pawn shop in Iowa or some shit, and hmm. then they had a, they had a guitar, deal upstairs, and that's where I got that. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. I uh, I don't know if they're. I'm sure they're still open. Yeah. But. Let's go in there, maybe. Check that out. Yeah, so that was my first electric, and I just kind of changed it up from there. I had a Les Paul for a minute, and uh, then I didn't have any electrics for a while, and all I had was acoustics, and then... What made you sell off all the electrics and go just acoustic? I guess I I wasn't using it. I wasn't needing it. Yeah, and then I got back into the electrics when I started doing some solo stuff in my early 20s. And then, um, yeah, it's just been kind of swapping and changing gear for the longest time. It's yeah. just kind of nonstop. Yeah, I mean, that's like the benefit and downfall
0: of like kind of enjoying gear is like, you're just like, I wonder what this sounds like. And then you buy one, and you're like, I don't like it, I'll sell it. Yep. And you're like you know, Or <laughs> like, you might be like, I like this better than what I have, I'm going to sell that, you know, and then like... You know, you might find yourself years down the road be like, I wanna buy one of those again. Like and you go try and
1: find like one of these old things that you had at one right. point in time. I, I have returned to strats, like pretty much predominantly. Um I had telecasters for a while and then I had a, a GNL ASAT that had the the strat pickups in it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I should probably go back to a strat. So Yep, pretty much strats. Um it's where I feel at home
0: yeah i mean for people that don't know like guitar shapes and names like that's like your eric clapton Jimi hendrix you know style guitar right I'm trying to think of who else famous plays strats there's a bazillion people but srv yeah, yeah. 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 Stevie ray vaughn that's a str- but yeah you get the gist so like <laughs> that's a crazy one because i like that was my first guitar was just like a Squire Strat. I bought like one of those, you know, I think at the time it was like 250 ish bucks. And it was just like your guitar, your amp, your cable and, you know, a gig bag. And it came with like, you know, like I said, it was just like, here's three picks for it. And it was just like, every, they had everything for you in it. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And I eventually went to a Les Paul and I just like never looked
1: back. And yeah. I, it's so weird how people gravitate towards certain instruments. I actually picked up a Les Paul uh, a couple months ago and I'm, getting along with it but it is it's trying to get back to something totally different yeah I just I'm super into kind of that Allman Brothers sound um, Tadeshi Trucks band Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really liking that sound so I'm trying to get along with this Les Paul and it's I'm getting there (laughs) yeah
0: I feel like one of the things that uh, always makes me think about it is like you get used to using one guitar or one amp, and you're just like, Well, the settings have to be somewhere in this neighborhood to sound like what I want it to sound like. You can tweak it a little bit here and there or whatever, but then you're just like, Well, I'm going now. You take the strat out and you plug a Les Paul, and you're like, I need to twist a bunch of these knobs, and it's <laughs> yeah, in order to get it to true. kind of sound where I want it to sound, which is kind of weird to me because I feel like I mean, you should just be able to plug and play, but at the same time, like, it also makes tons of sense. And, I mean, even with, like, little amps, like, you put a Les Paul into, like, a little
1: tube amp, and it's like, this needs to get some serious dialing differently than it would for... On one hand. And then on the other hand, you know, you go and watch... um Brutal Republic play and you watch Jeremy do SRV on a, on a Les Paul yep. and it's like, maybe I just need to just practice more.
0: Yeah, that's also very much that. It's like he's playing SRV on a Les Paul through like an Eddie Van Halen amp, you know, and it's just like a And stack. it sounds great. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Somehow yeah. he's doing this, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And some of the, I mean, Obviously, like, this this comes down to me just being, like, hyper gear, you know, whatever person. But, like, it's just like, you gotta dial it in just the right way. And some people, like you said, it's just like, I just turn the volume knob to here and switch the pickup to this and then whammo. it's
1: There it is. It sounds like
0: what I want it to. A lot of it's in the fingers. A lot of it is in the fingers. There's videos of people doing that. Like, Joe Satriani playing Surfing with the Alien on, like, a pig nose guitar through, like, some junky little, like, Practice amp and like stuff, and it sounds like amazing. It's like okay, like this doesn't make yeah, any sense. Fair enough, yeah. There's like not even a whammy bar on it, it still sounds like okay. All right, you know, and that's like one of those things I think is cool also about playing around here. You're like you mentioned, Jeremy Ober. There's so many people around here where it's just like I like the way this person does that, and you go up to a different person, you're like I like the way this person does that. So there's always something you feel like you could learn from
1: different people. Oh yeah, you take something from a lot of people around here. It's, yeah, yeah, like I said, Fort Dodges. Pretty much where it's at. Yeah. For me, anyway. I I get a call once in a while to play with um, uh, we with Jeremy or with uh, Clint, and it's nice to do different things with different people all the yeah. time. Like that jam night in Barnum. I hadn't been to that in probably two years. hmm I went to that. Was that just last week? Two yeah, weeks I ago. So, I think so. I don't Something remember. Like that. Yeah. That's My how days are run together. <laughs> that's how it happens, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's just such a blast, and you get just get so many great musicians, different mus- kinds of musicians yeah. come through there.
0: And every single week is different, too, which is the crazy thing about there, because some weeks you'll feel like it's like, oh, this is a slow week, and then you start to figure out, like, it's just later in the night, different people come in and you get, like, a different lineup, and you're like, oh, this is getting nuts now, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It all just depends, like, one person can make or break the night, and then sometimes it's just like, where, like, I'm I'm only gonna get to play a couple songs tonight, and everyone else is gonna get to play and It's like, that's also cool, because it's like, Yeah. You know, now I don't have to do anything. I get to watch people. And I mean, that's honestly what got me into music in the first place was like just watching other people play it, you know? It's true. Yep. Um, Like, it's kind of odd that you had this story of like upperclassmen playing guitar because we had that in our high school as well. And like when we were freshmen, we were like, we're buying guitars and doing this, you know? Like, that was kind of one of the driving factors, even though some of us had kind of been dinking around a little earlier. But that's when we all bought our electric guitars and tried to make a band. But. You know, it's kind of crazy who inspires you and and how they do inspire you. Is there like anybody or else around that's like not from the Ford Dodge area and stuff that you remember like playing guitar that you're just like, "Oh, I got to I got to hang out with this person or try doing what they're
1: doing or whatever." Oh, for sure. Um there's a guy that well, I graduated from Eldora and he lived in a town south of there, a tiny town called Gifford. And his name's Drew Campbell and he's set up all my guitars since I've been playing guitar. And he's just a phenomenal player, a <clears throat> great person. he's, he taught me a few things here and there. And yeah, he was probably one of my first influences, I would say. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just like this awesome story. He, uh, like he contracted Lyme's disease, like late in life, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. misdiagnosed for a while. That, uh, believe it or not, go look it up. That happens a lot with Lyme's disease. And he, yeah, so he was in some really rough shape, but like he's doing super great, and like he's got his like old band from years ago back together. Like they were pretty, like they opened for Sticks and stuff. Like oh, they cool. were pretty awesome for a long time, and What's, so he's back to playing with them. Do you remember the band name? Um, it was the Residues, and now it's just Res R E Z. Cool. I'll have to check them out. That sounds mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, they're kind of just kind of a jam blues band, which is super like up my alley. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: why I like going to jam nights because it's just like, well, let's play a song. this is pretty much just a shell
1: for everyone to play whatever they want to around it. You know? Yeah. For like them, you know? getting to play. Um. Um. Oh, who's your guy? You play with? Uh, Jesse. Jesse's. Yep. You played Jesse's originals was kind of cool the other night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. And that's another one. He's, he's writing enough originals now where it's like, oh crap. You know, he's got. 10 or so at least now so it's kind of
1: fun we can go to a show and like fill it up with originals if that's you a, want to
0: it's kind of awesome it's yeah. kind of
1: mind-blowing that's the know? dream I I still have songs that I'm sitting on that I rewrite rework throw away come back to and I just they're not ready to be out in the world yet I'm so picky and I'm my own biggest critic and I'm pretty hard on myself about that kind of stuff
0: so yeah I mean, at one
1: point at some day I mean, that's a tough one too. And I think some of that
0: might come with like, I've seen some people write songs like behind the scenes and you get to see them like come to fruition. So they're like, this is how the song goes. And then you're just sitting there like, what if we tried something like this or something like this? And you give them like three or four ideas and they might take like part of one of those ideas because they liked a little part of it and they'll put that in there. And before you know it, like that's what helps them build the song to something different, you know? And it's not like you're the catalyst, but sometimes
1: getting some outside influence in on it is, right. is nice. Yeah, I'm hoping when the day drinkers kind of jump back in in the spring, we sit down and maybe write some stuff. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Oh, that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mean having someone else to bounce ideas off of is always easier, you know. <laughs> I mean, it should be obvious. It's like business world, whatever, you know, one-on-one, you know, brainstorm. But yeah. S- but still. Um, Two heads is better than
1: one, right? Yeah, and it's also <laughs> nice to
0: have someone around that's not going to critique you to the point where it's, like, downtrodden, you know? Um, But also to have somebody there that's, like, you can bounce ideas off of, you know, uh, or, like, learn from where, like... That's kind of how I started learning the guitar the best was when I had somebody next to me where I was... uh, Me and I had a buddy that played a lot of guitar with me, and he would... He'd come over. He'd like learn stuff at night or whatever, and we'd come over and we'd get together like a couple times a week and just play guitar. And it's like, how'd you do that thing? Where'd you learn it? Like, what's what's the thought process behind it? Like, where does this fit in the best, et cetera, et cetera? And we'd start to like dig around with that, you know, and just yeah, lay down like with a looper and stuff like you do, sure. you know. And you're just like, well, here's the
1: chord progression. Let's see where it fits the best. Oh, you know? I think I think shoot a looper like made leaps and bounds for my playing when I started using it. Like just night and day difference. Yeah. Like, pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: like, <laughs> now I want to ask you when you're talking about that, are you talking like as a practice aspect or a live aspect?
1: Uh, yeah. Both.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, practice for sure. Like, the yes, first time most... I got a looper, it was, I <laughs> couldn't believe what it was, I was like, I can do all this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, what was the craziest
1: thing? Like, what got you into thinking, like, I want to try and loop, I want to try a looper and see what happens? Um. Well, I think I, I had just come out of the uh, take Anthony band and I still want to do shows that had a, band kind of a sound, like I didn't want to just do an acoustic set, Mm -hmm. per se, I wanted to have something a little different, a little bigger sound, so I was like, well, if I use this looper, you know, I can, I play pretty percussively anyway on acoustics, so I can get kind of a drum sound, and then I can lay it down, and then I can really get kind of a bass drum sound on the guitar, and I can just loop all these layers in, and then I have, you know, I mean, if I'm playing a four chord song, four Mm -hmm. or five chord song, that's the same throughout. That's when it works the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I can pretty much do whatever I want with it. After that, then it's run, it's playing. I can set the acoustic down. I could pick the electric up. I can play the leads. I can fill things in. I could sing on top of it. I can turn the volume knob down at the end and be done. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty slick. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I guess I never even thought of that. You could do like the auto fade out with. it. I, yeah. I do that with pretty much all of it because you have to double click that damn thing to stop it. And yep. just, yeah. I should invest in a better looper. Well, I mean, I'm assuming you're... Well, most of the single
0: mini loopers are the same now, but they're all based off what was the ditto looper, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm around. And so for people who are just like, what are you talking about loopers, you know? So like the gist of this the word looper that this is used in would be like your guitar goes into this thing and whatever you play into it, it has the ability to like record it and play it back over and over and over again. Right. Awesome. On a loop. <laughs> yep. On a loop. So hence the looper, you know, cause there's some people that think like, Oh, it's a loop station. It's like, well, that's a different thing. It's like, yeah, it is. But like, this is what a looper pedal is. So like, that's what that does. And I mean like the first time I ever got one, it was just like, when I sat at my house alone, it was just like, well, now I get to figure out like what chords fit together to make like backing tracks and things like that too, as well, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, some of the stuff, it was just like, well, I can do this and I can solo over it like this. And you start to like change the way you start to think about music just by like
1: using this pedal and trying to see like what you can do with sure. it. And like learning major minor keys off of it and what sounds better mm-hmm. over the certain chords. And, yep. Yeah. 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 It gets, it gets crazy. Uh, the theory of it all. I'm, no theorist by any means. I, th- I remember Vino trying to teach me some theory, and yeah, <laughs> it's it's like math for me. I hate math. I, f- <laughs> I feel like
0: that's like a weird one. So you get people that are like, a, a genius scientist, like a chemist, it like wouldn't make sense to have them come back and teach like high school chemistry, because they'd be too smart for it. Right. And that's where people <laughs> that like, with music theory, they get too far into it, and then they try to explain it back to people, and it's like, this doesn't work very well. Sure. And music theory is, like, a weird thing because it's, like, trying to explain the science behind, like, uh, a nonverbal spoken language,
1: you know, like, that is music. Right. Like, you're probably already doing it. Yeah. (laughs) You're probably already doing that. You just don't know why you're doing it
0: yeah and that's actually like what kind of explained music to me in the first place because did you first start off like just memorizing everything where it's just like it's these chords and this is what i have to do or like this is the solo part it has to be on these frets because like that's where i was like my brain just went to like tab mode almost where it's like
1: and i always was bad at reading tabs i wasn't ever a good tab reader it was just because like i was I think so rhythmically, like yeah. And there's no rhythm. There's no play rhythm it. to the numbers, and yeah. like there's no you can't tell when the breaks are. So you're just yeah. I could never do tabs. I just kind of that's the big downfall. Found to me. it when it sounded good, and yeah, if it sounds good, it's almost right. Yeah, it's passable. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's like where music theory comes into play, though, when you
0: start playing enough of certain things, and then you're like oh, this is just, like, this explains the pattern that I've been seeing over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you, know, like you just think, like, you're common, like, one, four, five progression. It's just like, oh, that's common because these are the chords that fit the best together in this fashion, and, like, it could, like, lead to, like whatever's being sung over top of it can make it major or minor blah blah sure. this that and the other because the fourth and the fifth is the same and derpity derp so like <laughs> i mean there's all these different things you can explain about all that stuff where you start to think too much about it right but
1: and then you're thinking and you're not just doing at that point yeah
0: that's very true but then it's like hard to argue that when you see people like vino playing oh you sure know?
1: absolutely no and that's but the a argument fun can... to watch Argument against
0: that might be Owen, the like the young bassist that plays. He was at jam night. Oh uh, yeah, and it's not that he does not know music theory, but he
1: plays by ear. Oh, and he's awesome too. Yeah, it's yeah. like wild. It's just yeah. like you're what like, <laughs> but he also practices a lot. So let's practice. Sure. You can't yep. make up for practice. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a huge uh, David Gilmour fan, and he just you know pentatonic, pentatonic yep. scale man. Yeah. I mean, learn how to play it in different positions and. It's all the notes you really need right there just yeah find different spots on the neck to do it and make it interesting is yeah, exactly the name of the game really so yeah I mean gosh and that's another thing like I started to find out where like there's
0: so many people that rip on the pentatonic and I get it that you can like adventure outside of it a little bit here and there and it makes it spices it up enough where people it can disguise it or whatever but still sure. like you got to look back at David Gilmore it's like mostly like you know I would say like 95 percent like pentatonic yeah. noodling you know and
1: it was so but it's just yeah the emotion in it is mm-hmm. probably what does it.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all in how you apply it. You know, mm-hmm. that's no different than like we're all speaking the same words, but some people just apply them differently, and it comes out like more, more eloquent <laughs> or like whatever. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Oh you know, man. I mean, not to just like bust analogies out. That's like my big thing, I guess, is analogies. But uh, yeah, the looper pedal. There's some people that like it and don't like it. Like I know playing with Jesse Wilson as I do. Um, if we're playing just a duo show, he'll bring a looper with, and we hook uh, the vocals through it. Oh, neat. And then we do beatboxing over it, you know? Okay. So, like, that's how we would, like, do, like, drum stuff. Yeah, And, sure. um, I mean, he uses... We use two... Okay, I'm going to give away the secret, nobody cares, but, like, we use two microphones, so we use two different channels, and then we can, like, mix the, the beatbox a certain way to make it more percussive sounding when it comes out the speakers, you know, and not as...
1: Nice. Run uh, it off kind of a separate channel off yeah. here. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's not just so blatantly beatboxed. But it's <laughs> it's really cool because it works out really well and stuff. And, like, there's people that are just like, eh, beatboxed, dirt, dirt, dirt. It's like, what? Like... I, I, I just, I'm blown away that people don't like the looper. And I think some of it is it, it almost traps you into like some sort of conformity that like you can't get out of. Cause like you can't stop the looper. It keeps going and like, you can't get behind it. And like, right. it, it doesn't show emotion. It doesn't breathe, you know? Yeah. And that's like, I get where some people say that about music. I get it like hundred yeah. percent,
1: but also like, you can't, you can't feel confined in it. That is for sure. I would agree with that statement. There's a, you can't be playing with a live band that, all of a sudden, if you want to bring the dynamic down, mm-hmm. you can do that. And on a looper, I mean, you may be able to turn the volume down, but you're not going to slow your tempo. Yeah. Yep. I get it. I absolutely get it. But when you're playing by yourself, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I and that's the thing is I
0: honestly don't mind that about a looper. Like, I get that it's definitely confining to an extent, but... And this is like the big butt. I kind of enjoy that too, because you're like limited, and it's like how much can you do, can you do with what you're limited to, you sure, know? Sure, sure. Um, I, I, I've played with bands where I've been limited to what I was allowed to play, and that's also fun to an extent, because it's just like, now I'm confined to only exactly this, and I have to just nail it, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's different aspects, I think, about that stuff, or like playing to click tracks. I've like been in bands that played to click tracks with backing tracks and things like that before, so... I've had like a little taste of everything, and I, I see where like some of it for some some people could be like a turnoff. But I also like kind of enjoyed the challenge that each one presents. Sure. Because uh, it's not always nothing's always as easy as it seems. Like when I started playing with Jesse, I was like, now I got to play licks that are less bluesy and more
1: country. Sure. And that's where I never conform. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a lot of my thing. Um, I always just wanted to make the song my own in whatever direction I wanted to take it and mm-hmm. when you, when a band wants to be a little more true to the nature of the song as it was written mm-hmm. that's where I kind of slide out yeah so. oh, I mean I, I get the whole like not wanting to play note for note
0: and that was actually something um, when I was giving Owen a ride home after the gig last night I w- we were talking about that it's like it's kind of nice to play with Jesse because like he doesn't really harp at us if we like you have to play the exact solo or the exact this that and the other right but it also gives the song, like, a life of its own. Like, uh, we play Hurricane by Band of Heathens, and love that's playing.
1: like... Me too, I love playing that song. Yeah,
0: and it's kind of like a twangy country song, like, in its originalness. But, like, sure. I've, I've almost never heard anybody play it like that live, because everyone puts their own spin on it, you know? Sure.
1: Like, I, I, I remember learning it, actually, for Tank Anthony Band, and then, not after learning it, like, not listening to it for... Probably two years. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing it on my own, in my own way that I like to do it. And then I think I just listened to it the other day and I was like, wow, I do it nothing like that. No, that's crazy. <laughs> just the cadence of how I deliver the words is different, even. So, that's... but it's, yeah. I think like, that's also fun
0: about singers, songwriters, is like sometimes their cadence is different, and some people are like, "I don't like that," but I think that's mind blowing because you that's know it's right. you don't you, have to you know it's coming, <laughs> but it's almost like the vocals are now breathing with the music sure. instead. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know, like, there's a guy named Michael Husky, He was on the podcast not too long ago, and that's like one of his favorite things to do with songs. And um, like, I think he titled it once, like being kind of like a crooner like the crooners would always like do that when they would sing they'd sure. like sing slow and fast into the song like and the, you'd know the vocals were coming but you didn't know where and sometimes they would stop and halt and
1: oh what is that um 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 there's a band that does like new music in like the old you talking Richard Cheese? It's clo- it's almost Richard Cheese but it's um oh my gosh that's going to bother me. Um anyway, awesome they get like a female vocalist and they dress her up in like the old garb. Oh yeah. yeah. It's freaking awesome and then they have horns behind her and they just like they'll do I think uh Creep was one song that they did that it was just like oh man this is awesome in like this old like 30s vaudeville yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's so, so cool. cool. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll come up with the name about the time we're done with this so but
0: we're like once again touching on the topic of the fact that like they're doing something but in a different fashion and putting their own spin on it right. and that's what makes it entertaining it you is. know yeah i mean is it cool to see somebody go like we there's an acdc cover band that's played in Humboldt a couple times at the rock and picnic and they play like pretty much everything note for note etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like Awesome. That's cool and stuff. You know what's coming, and you're waiting for it, and like, note and for then note. it's There, yeah. Yep. But it's also just as
1: cool to go somewhere and be like, "Oh, I've never heard this done like this before." Yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like used to hearing something a certain way for so long, and then it's different. It's, yeah. So here's sure.
0: another one for you. Like, have you ever, um, like been listening to somebody play something and then you don't know what's coming until you hear the lyrics come in and you're like this is this song like that's like (laughs) some of my favorite stuff ever
1: (laughs) where it's just like yeah way out there way totally different and then it all kind of comes together when the lyrics hit yep
0: yeah i mean that's some crazy stuff (laughs) like i'm starting to find that even like with playing with jesse like there's songs that i've never heard before that he's like we're playing this song and and we're like on stage i'm like Okay, we'll see what comes out because I don't know how this song goes. And like you said, you go back and listen to it, and you're like this is completely different. Have you ever done that to a song, like playing with another group, like maybe with Tank or with like Day Drinkers, and then you go back and listen to it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm making, I'm changing this song a lot, and it doesn't sound bad," you know? Yeah, absent,
1: probably pretty much all of them. <laughs> 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 yeah, I yeah, like I said, I kind of just play it how I like to play it, and it's usually just that stratty. Kind of gritty, almost. I don't want to say SRV because I can't touch that, but yeah, but that tone, that quality of, Mm -hmm. yeah, playing lead, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like that was the thing I
0: noticed at jam night was you play a lot of like bluesy kind of stuff, which is kind of what I lean more towards because that's what I started out learning you yeah. know that's some of my favorite of the Albert King kind of stuff yeah 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 I mean that's what a lot of people call me out they're like you listen to a lot of the kings because you bend a lot of notes and it's like
1: yeah I mean that's <laughs> kind of what I mean <laughs> you
0: start to emulate the people around and whatever and
1: yeah. that's just kind of crazy how that works out but yeah, yeah. And it's just like you said it's taking things from different people and playing different listening to other people play and you kind of take different things away from mm-hmm. other people and All of a sudden, you have a sound of your own, and that's that's been kind of the thing. Is just kind of finding my own kind of tone, my own kind of sound when I play guitar. That's been like the last four years' work. Yeah, I mean, like
0: that's that's another one too. Is like I for a while I was just like I gotta get all these different pedals and try them out and blah blah blah, and then eventually I was just like I found ones that worked and they work, and I just stuck with them and then just quit. You know, and I hate to say that, but like even then I've like tried. Intermingling some different pedals here and there. Like for a while, I was on a fuzz pedal kick.
1: Sure, <laughs> gotta find one.
0: It sounds good. <laughs> Hendrix uses one sometimes.
1: Right, it's gotta be work. It's gotta work for me. Yeah, fuzz doesn't work for me.
0: Doesn't work for doesn't me either. Work for me. Okay.
1: I don't know why. I, I, and they're always like, well, it's because you don't really w- you want to turn it down. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah,
0: and even then though, like I'll turn it down, and it's just like, okay, so I'm gonna get some like backlash, and I, I don't know, like. Bless his heart. I'm going to call him out because he's a nice guy. Matt Woods loaned me a fuzz pedal or two uh, over the last year. And I tried him out and returned them. And um, because I had asked him, I was like, you use fuzz pedals. Like, which ones do you use? I'll go try them and find them or whatever. And I saw him at a gig and he's just like, here's a couple, try them. Mm -hmm. So I tried them. And bless his heart, I just couldn't, like, there was one that I kind of got into, and it was a Keeley fuzz, and I'm, like, a big Keeley
1: fan, because I just, that's the sound
0: that I yeah, enjoy. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the one they say, right? You know? Yeah.
0: And, but otherwise, it was just kind of like, yeah, It just obliterates the tone. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't add to it, you know?
1: I, I guess I would agree with you, and I'm, like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, like, super mad right now. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you just gotta find what works for you, like... I'm running a compressor. I'm running uh TS9. Yep. Should be uh, should be standard issued. Uh, it's pretty it. standard. Yeah. Yep. So, well, TS9 yep. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a WA that I use once in a while. Um and then I do have a, it's kind of a tape echo thing. It's based off David Gilmore's Echo Rec mm-hmm. that just you can adjust the age it used to was this disc that he had that would circle around and it would kind of go like this because the disc was warped and you'd get a different tone Mm -hmm. off of this thing and it was a tape echo and i have a pedal that kind of emulates that that's cool i just kind of use that real real muted just for something a little extra Mm -hmm. you know you got to have a little bit of extra sustain with the strat because they're single coils
0: yeah that's true so and that's where one thing where like I never really use too many compressors. I have one. It's just in a box, and I have it in case I need it. But I've never like used too
1: many, and because I don't play too many strats or single coils, you know. I'm... Ronley King. I bought mine from Ronley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ronley. Yeah. He, the, ma- he's the master. The yep. He goes. Yeah. If you want to buy this one, you can buy it. It's like I will. Yeah. So. Yep. Works great for me. Um, like, I just use it like basically to add the sustain.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's the other thing about pedals, though, too, is like, I don't, you didn't bring any to Jam Night, did you? I, I did not. Yeah. I played straight into the amp that night. And that's the other thing I think is awesome is like, even though I do use pedals and I lean on them in a live setting sometimes, it's nice to go to Jam Nights and go completely naked and be like, I can do this without. Yep. You
1: yep. know? Yep. And it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It helps to have a good amp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hate to be like, Simpsons Uh, did it, but like, Ober doesn't use pedals. Simpsons did it. (laughs) Simpsons did it. Uh, But, yeah. yeah. So like, Ober doesn't use pedals, and he seems to do just fine. So whatever. Uh, You know. Understatement, probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other fun thing, is like, sometimes if we're in a place playing with Jesse, and somebody else wants to come on stage, it's just like, it's this person, I'll just click the pedals where I want, and just be like, don't use them, because you don't need to. Right. With Ober, it's just like, turn the boost on, because that's the lead channel for me, and then Ober, that's what he plays anyways, and he'll do a volume knob adjustment. You know, you start to figure out how people (laughs) play. It's kind of also like a weird thing, is like, once I started going around and watching people and playing live, and it's just, I started just really analyzing how people use their instruments, and it's like, how can I toss this into what I'm doing? And it's like the dumbest stuff, like using the volume knob on the guitar, actually, you know?
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's, I do a lot of that. And you gotta back off and get clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit with the tone knob, not a ton, if I want to kind of get that, what they call it, the woman sound that Clapton and got. And you mm-hmm. can roll the knob back. That's nice to have once in a while, but yeah, just using the instrument like you're supposed to, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> always been to into the best like- of its ability. <laughs> I've always been into, like, dinking
0: with guitars and, like, trying to mod them, like, as of the last, like, probably four or five years, but, like, and that's the other thing is, like, you start to find there's, like, oh, there's bass contour knobs and treble response knobs, and you can put, like, uh, treble bleeds into, like, pickups and, or into pots and things like that to make it so, like, when you roll the volume down, it doesn't get warmer naturally because the pot takes yeah. away some of the the tone. That's like how electronics work or whatever. And it doesn't matter. And some people are just like I don't care, just plug the guitar in and play, you know, like and
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I I would love to do that stuff. I'm just not probably inclined to it. I don't I'd have to read a lot about it. Yeah. Well, um I just kind of find the ones that work for me. And I have I have four electrics right now, and each one kind of has its own thing that it does. Yeah. And I use them for certain, like, if I'm in a real small venue, uh, say, like, a small brewery or something, I have a 335 mm-hmm. copy that is just perfect for that. Yep. Yeah.
0: And it works out great, you know, and that's that's one where you're just like, I'm not going to bring a stack and a Les Paul to, you know, like... <laughs> right, right. Like know your audience. 30-foot-tall yeah. tin ceilings, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I know your audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's that's another one that's kind of crazy, I bet, about like booking places is you're just like I could I could probably play here, like just because this place has this kind of music doesn't mean like we would fit in or whatever, like for example, and I'm just throwing this out there as like a wild example, but I'm in a punk band, like slash rock band, slash whatever, in Des Moines. And uh like we can't play it like sneakers on a Wednesday, you know, <laughs> like it just sure. like wouldn't work, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's like I said, an extreme example. What's up,
1: sneakers? <laughs> Great
0: rock. Oh my gosh! Here's some songs with <laughs> profanity every now and then. Sorry, children. Um, no, and that just it just happens though. And I mean, like I don't hold anything against it, cause it's nice to get like the different aspects. But I'm, you know, I'm sure you've played enough shows in enough places, especially playing with like Tank, and then starting to do solo shows, and then Day Drinkers, and you know, around the Fort Dodge area and stuff. That you start to see like the different areas of the state and how they interact with the musicians and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and that probably comes back to, like, one of our original conversations about trying to find the music that fits the places, you know? and Right. I mean, as, as, have you ever, like, taken booking place, and then you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fit in here. Or maybe you're just oh, like, yeah. I'm going to try it a second time, and you try it a second time, and it works out the second time or something Absolutely. like that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I feel like it's always difficult to gauge an audience, though, because, I mean... um. I mean, maybe the most difficult for that might be like at a private booking, if you take it and the audience isn't into it, like, which can happen. But it's also kind of like, I've been to a private booking once where like, when it was all over with, it was just like, yeah, like three of us like music. And we wanted a band and like nobody else wanted a band. And it was like, oh, no, like that's why like people were so unresponsive. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's sad. You hey, know, Next like, time, you know, just give us a heads up on that. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's <laughs> it funny, though, to like,
1: you know. it, it is, and It is. And it's so funny how much like an audience has the impact on what you're doing and your show and how good you're playing. And, yeah. Like, I think, you know. Um, Keith Urban said, "I'm fifty percent and they're fifty percent."
0: Ooh, I like that because mm-hmm. I always try to. You know, there's people that argue one way or the other, but the fifty-fifty, I like that you yep. know, concept because he's like, we give it and if they give it back,
1: and it just yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it totally makes sense because you do feed off of one another a hundred percent
1: because it's uh, for sure. You get one person that walks in the door and goes, Woo! All of a sudden you're all of a sudden your spirits rejuvenate. Yeah. And you're exactly. playing better all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And that's the other end of it, because you could just be like you could be crushing a song and then it's like, you know, crickets for the oh, most part. And yeah, then you just turn sense. to the next person on stage and you're like, Do we suck? Or like, what's going on? Like, is this any good? <laughs> like
1: No, it's okay. They're just here to drink. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean <laughs> It's Wednesday night. What do you yeah, want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, it could be that, you know. I mean it's and I I love going to places and playing for different people because that's one of the th- best things about going to a different place is like the crowd is different the people are different like it's it's always a different mixture of people and you know and that could be like said for any venue too like just sure. you go to a different venue on a different night or like two months down the road and it's completely
1: different monster it is. I, I even even sneakers here or in fort dodge one night was i've been i've done two solos there since i've been doing this and one night was whew, you know and then i came back the next night and it was a whole different ball game
0: yeah you know? I mean, yeah, and that's that's, that's a true. rough one, too, about being just a solo guy. Like, you're naked up there, man. It's all you. It's all on you, man. I mean, he's... Okay, he's not actually <laughs> naked. He's not actually... But he's, like, completely I, by himself. Know, you have to watch to find out. You have to go to a show to find out <laughs> <laughs> if Mr. Fisher has pants on. No. But like, you have to... Like, it's... I've done a, only a couple solo shows ever, and it is just, like, crippling, and I, like... I don't know. Cause there's nobody to like look next to you on stage and be like, we doing okay. Like, is this good? You know, cause usually it's like
1: nice to have that reassurance from somebody else on stage, but you're just by yourself. Like <laughs> looking around like, all right. I remember sneakers put that big Sasquatch statue. Back oh, where yeah. They play. yeah. So I, I turned and looked at him once or twice and <laughs> asked him if I was doing all right.
0: <laughs> that thing is hilarious. <laughs> well, like I've oftentimes wondered like, what, what is that thing doing there? Like,
1: do you know what it's doing there? I think she told me the story. I think I drank too much and I don't remember it.
0: Uh, Yeah. I I swear I was playing there maybe with Clint once and like somebody came in with it and it was just like, okay, this is here now. Maybe it was just outside
1: for a while. I don't know. But it was just like, (laughs) just all of a sudden was there.
0: Okay. Like this is the thing, you know? (laughs) No, that place is fun, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: you can have a lot of fun in there.
0: That's it, comes back to like every venue can have something about it because that place is like literally a restaurant with a bar in it, it is. And it's just like, how is this place this much fun? (laughs) It's like, all right, it works. There's a few
1: places like that in Fort Dodge, it's just hilarious, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I,
0: I, I think I feel like every venue is like that. Like, I went to the 503, which is in Iowa Falls, for the first time with Clint a few weekends back, maybe like a month or so ago. How was it, it for you? It was good. It yeah. was, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, this place is pretty cool. i never, even, you know, I remember Clint has got like, calls this venue out by name in a song of his at one point in time, yeah. like, you know, and so it's like, this is kind of cool. Like, I've been to this place that Clint's played at, and he's,
1: like, mentioned in a song, and... Uh, they get a lot of pretty cool acts through there. It's almost, it's like a midway point when bands are traveling, so they'll get some bands out of, like, Kansas City, and, like, I've seen some... Awesome bands of the five hundred three, actually.
0: That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, there's neat. okay. This guess I'm ignorant. There's college around there, right?
1: Yeah, Ellsworth. Ellsworth. I was it's wondering if that was college. It, but I, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still like. Go Panthers! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to Ellsworth? <laughs> I did not. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to Hawkeye. There you go. Oh, I oh, Iowa Central.
0: Yeah. Twice. No, I was just trying <laughs> to say that really quick so nobody would question it.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, moving on, right? <laughs> yeah, moving on. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe I did go for four years for two year scholarship. Don't worry about it. Yeah, rock and roll, rock and, and roll. And I'm still not using it. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you found out what you didn't want to do.
0: That's learning. You learned one way or the I other. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, like, so you definitely have, like, a, I don't want to say, like, a built-in audience, because it's a community college, but, like, there is some
1: sense of a slight built-in audience to some of those places. Yeah, that's called, that's just locals. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, you think about community colleges, like, those kids aren't even really old enough to be in there. Yeah, yeah. But there is, like, there is a clientele there that comes, and a fair amount of them, like, like heavy music there so i
0: wonder how that works out like i mean obviously it's like slightly bigger because it's
1: got the college in town but like i'll bet there's people that like went to community college there got a job and just stayed there you know oh yeah you it's know? beautiful town i'm actually leaving it and i'm kind of sad about it
0: oh no yeah
1: housing market there's pretty high yeah like the house the size we need like the difference between a house there and a house 20 miles south is like a $100,000 difference. Jeez, yeah. yeah. It's wild, so.
0: <clears throat> yeah, the housing market's crazy. There's a lot of the markets that are getting crazy. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people doing the singer-songwriter band thing, and I'm not saying this is what's soaking up the entire market, but it's like hard to find vans around that like you can haul things in now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> <Just> gotta...
1: <laughs> Ask Fernando where he found his. It's all singer songwriters
0: taking taking, <laughs> taking the conversion vans. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. There's so many of us out there. <laughs>
1: the curtains. Oh my gosh. Uh... But yeah, like I'm talking like
0: those vans. You know, like it, do- it really doesn't even matter. Like vans are just getting expensive of all kinds. You know, I mean
1: everything co- comes and goes in seasons. I guess. Yeah. Like, yep, yeah, that's popular right now.
0: I, it honestly it is, but it's actually also like practical. You can like pretty much clear out the seats, put a bed in there, and then just like go to a yeah. gig and then play and then I just sleep down. and then wake up and drive the next day.
1: Jordan actually just got an awesome camper. You know, uh, it's yeah. like an old Ford. Like he like did some work on for some guy's house for him and he just gave him a camper. Oh, pretty sweet. Much worked out a deal. And, like it's like, it's super awesome. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, I mean, there have been different musicians
0: around the area that have done different things like that to success, and it's like I I agree. This is this this is the way to go. Like, this is the life. it would suck to like go somewhere and then just be like, all right, now I gotta Like, I made. I'm just throwing out numbers. Like, I made three hundred dollars. Now I gotta give one hundred and fifty of it away to a hotel so I can stay the night. And it's like, that's rough, you it's know. Rough. And when you could just like hit a Walmart parking lot or something and just sleep in the camper. Uh, or I haven't stayed in a, stayed in a, in a
1: hotel. For a long time, <laughs> like <laughs> I've played, I went with um Caleb and Jeremy down to Salem, Iowa, which is other side of Iowa City. It's like a three-hour drive for me, mm-hmm. a four-hour drive for them, and super awesome place. It was a singer-songwriter. It had to be all originals. It was a little festival. You had to pay to get in. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Um, Alex couldn't be there. They were banking on a trio, so they called me and were like, "Yeah, come play some lead for us if you can." It's like absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, three hours away, got done, sat around, ten o'clock. I drove home. Like, yep. <laughs> I hate staying. I love my bed. Yeah, I love uh, my family. So, just want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I kind of
0: got the same way though too. Like going to shows, like even if I wasn't playing in them, or like going to like pro wrestling shows or things like that you know
1: it's just like i don't i'm driving home from omaha afterwards i don't care if i get home at two in the morning yeah like, that's fine yeah that's used to that
0: i'm okay yeah I'm that okay used to that. be
1: my like when i was just a musician like i'd sleep till one in the afternoon and be up all night like that was my time of yeah. night yeah, like, i'm good awake. i'm good at Oh <laughs> uh, yeah no kidding yeah. plus nobody's on the road anyway so right. yeah
0: yeah so uh, we didn't ever circle back to, I think originally we were going to talk about like tube amps, but we kind of talked oh. gear talk a little bit. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we we also did cover an hour. I didn't, I, I like wrote notes and then I just threw them on the floor for some reason. Cause that's how you, that's a good way to use notes. Oh, um, looks like we got everything I wrote down covered, which wasn't much. Oh, that's great. So, uh, is there anything you want to tell people about like, how can people find your shows? They don't, you don't have the social oh, media. Right. Well, I
1: better on that that's what i better do yeah
0: um yeah so you're on facebook
1: though yeah. i'd um, add me on facebook
0: yeah ha- go ahead and add them up there uh, you're also on instagram too so i'll just uh I'll, I'll be sure to at least toss the instagram down below sure. um this is you correct that's me that I is think. you yeah. yes there's people that i know that follow you so it's definitely <laughs> you all right yes this is you all right look at all these beautiful pictures if you're watching us on the instagram or on the patreon channel which watch the patreon if you want um but yeah man uh find them online otherwise you can just go to facebook and i I did search uh dj fisher and also don fisher on facebook and like events that you were in like populated so like you could just search facebook and the events will pop up around the area so Northern Iowa to the centralish Iowa area, um, east and west a bunch. That's kind of like your area. You yeah,
1: I've uh, been doing some Ankeny here and there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's back. a nice market. It is. Um, I think the very next thing I have, I think Jordan and I are going to go up and do something in Clear Lake. Cool. November 27th. That's awesome. And that'll be tapped in Clear Lake. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, after that, the day drinkers are going to take a short break. Uh, through the winter and hopefully come back in the spring twice as hard. Cool. Cool Mm -hmm. beans, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, check them out live somewhere and uh,
0: DJ slash Don. Good to to see you, man. Call me what you want. (laughs) Ah, there it is. What a fun guy. Yeah, this is a good episode. It was good to sit down and talk to him one-on-one instead of just, you know, the little bit of conversations you get to have with people at jam nights. It's never really in-depth when you're kind of out somewhere and you're kind of just hem-hawing with somebody that's kind of why i like sitting down talking with his people is getting to know them and i hope you guys are enjoying sitting down getting to know him as well because it's kind of what the podcast is all about i've got links down below where you can find the day drinkers online and uh, don said he does not have a personal facebook page for you know dedicated to his own music so uh he is on facebook go check him out if you want you can search for him and find him he's out there um otherwise the day drinkers you can find him playing with the day drinkers quite a bit actually they're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus coming up here in the winter months. So uh, follow their page so you don't miss out when they reboot and start playing shows again. It's going to be awesome time. Every one of those guys are talented musicians and that's one of my favorite things about going out to jam nights and, and meeting up with these musicians and talking to them face-to-face and sitting down and, and getting to know their backstories it's just because everyone, everyone's so good in their own way. and it kind of It's really intriguing. I think that if you go to a jam night you'll find that everyone there is really good at a handful of things and they don't necessarily bridge over to the next person so somebody else could be a shredder where one person plays more uh, with more emotion. Uh, Tip of the cap to Owen for teaching me how to play with emotion. Uh, That's a little bit of an inside joke between us, but uh, shout out to Owen, the bassist, and Jesse Wilson Music, uh, also playing with Tank Anthony, and Moonlighting with other musicians as well. Kid's really talented. He's been on the podcast before. Go check him out. Uh, Make sure you click the links down below. That's where you'll find the Daydrinkers stuff, and you will also find some Audible Farm stuff down below, too. There's a link to the shop as well as a link to the website. The shop has all the Audible Farm goodies, including those awesome new shirts. I'm running low. I do have most sizes available, but maybe not in the variety you would want. I've been debating making a new order of, different, of a different variety of those shirts, or uh, maybe I've been kicking around the idea of doing a different shirt. Uh, just doing little one-offs here and there of certain types of shirts to see if anybody wants them but otherwise I've got the classic shirts still available every size all the way up to I think 3xl maybe 4xl still so check that out that's all in the shop down below otherwise you can find all the audible farm stuff at audiblefarm.com we're on youtube if you're listening on youtube thank you very much click the subscribe button otherwise if you're listening on a podcast service of some sort on your phone or wherever you happen to be uh, give us a subscribe there. Give us a review. Uh, leave us a comment wherever you uh, find us on social media, and let us know what you thought of the episode. And uh, I, I just got to say thanks to the guest Don for taking some time out of his day and coming over and sitting down in, in my little mini studio and quote unquote studio and talking. And uh, you know, I, I just it floors me how many people actually listen to this. Last week there was not an episode, as many of you know, and it, it wasn't like there was a, a public outcry where everybody came with pitchforks and torches looking for me, but uh, there were a few people that were like, hey, there's no episode this week, and I was like, oh, yeah, there was not. Um, I did make a post about it, but um, I apologize, scheduling conflicts, and uh, I can't believe how busy things are getting uh, in the music scene. It seems like both the bands that I play frequently with, there's a lot of shows, and I'm getting asked to play side gigs with musicians here and there as well, so... Uh, It's it's not like I don't have the free time, but sometimes when I I have limited free time and scheduling drops out, which happens, you know, it just kind of takes a little bit of time, so. And uh, it's unfortunate, everyone's got lives, and that's why we're all out here doing this as hobbyist musicians. There's very few people I've interviewed that are doing it professionally, uh, but there are some professional musicians, I guess if you want to call them that, in the area. And uh, you got to tip your cap to them, man. It's their inspirations for the rest of us. Every single one of them. And you guys out there, you know who they are, so uh, if you guys got any musicians in your area and you're listening from abroad, uh, check them out live, support them. There's nothing cooler than live music. You never know who's going to show up, you never know who's going to play, you never know what songs are going to play. Uh, we talked about it in this episode, it comes down to there's an energy between the crowd and, and the people, you know, or the crowd and the performer, it's like 50-50. So. Uh, go out there support live music. I recently played a show with Jesse Wilson and um, I think, what is it? Lee Klett, I believe his name is. I hope I don't get that wrong on the first go around, but uh, he was there as well. I got it right, Lee Klett. And he ended up jumping up there and playing during intermission, and boy oh boy, he was good. He was really good uh not only that but every now and then he'd sneak up and play or sing some harmonies while jesse was singing. it was the coolest thing ever it was so fun to have him there and he's just like if i'm if i'm in the way let me know it's like dude you're not in the way at all get up here and do some stuff so he even came up and we did a full band stuff with him for a little bit it's just a fun time, and that's one of those things I say about live music because you never quite know what's going to happen there. So you got to go check it out live. And uh, if you guys have somebody you want to be on the podcast, have them hit me up. I, I've gone through most of the messages I've had in my backlogs trying to get in contact with people, um, which is kind of weird, but uh, it's unfortunate because you know sometimes scheduling doesn't line up. Even now that we've finally got a hold of each other, and winter's coming, but uh, I can always Skype interviews. So if you guys want to Skype me, hit me up. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to get out of here and I'll see you next week. All right, peace.